is all the way from Washington, D.C. He is an actor, director, and teacher presenting the CEO and founder of Jay Weeks Entertainment, Mr. Jay Dieter. What does it mean to be an artist? Tell us, how do you define an artist? Anyone, anyone systemically practices practice any form of creation in a world full of self-righteousness squared. Artists create a world they can run to when square life gets heavy. They anyone, and take away artists to As an artist, you give as an artist, you can be a creative person that has a gift or talent that they can use to express themselves. It can be in different forms of art. But what is evident is that they have a passion for their gift, and they would do it in most cases, whether they were paid or not. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to The Artist Prepares. I am your host, Mr. J. The Actor. My next guest coming to the stage is from the city of brotherly love. Oh yeah, talking about Philadelphia, y'all. He's an actor with a passion that has performed throughout stages in the country. He's most recently making a name for himself in film and television. You may even recognize him as one of the hosts of the dope podcast, Brother From Another. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Chase Monroe Rivers. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, all right. Um, uh, Everything good, man. Everything's good. I mean, given the circumstance, you know, pandemic and everything. But everything's good, man. No complaints on mine. That's good, man. I'm happy to have you here, my brother. And, man, we're going to have some fun today, man. Definitely uh, respect the work that you're doing. I see you out there getting your act on, man. We're definitely going to talk about that and a bunch of other things, man. So hope you're ready, man. Yeah, look, I'm ready, and I appreciate that, too. <laughs> of course, man. I'm ready. So, you know, we actors, man. And in order for actors to really get, get in a zone, man, we got to get warmed up a little bit, man. So before we get started, man, I, I, I got a little few rapid fire questions for you, man. Uh, first, first couple just gonna be some word association, man. So I'm gonna give you a word, and you just let me know the first thing that comes to mind. First word I have is discipline. First thing that comes to mind when you think about discipline. Discipline. Mm. You do do little do do little yeah. do little curveballs. Uh huh. Discipline important. Important. Mm. I wouldn't say most important, but it's definitely up there. Right. It's, it's top three as far as important, especially, I think anything, not even just being a performer or an actor, it's everything. Like you gotta be disciplined. I gotta be disciplined in how I'm a parent. I gotta be disciplined in how I go about my day. Yes, sir. I have to be, because if I'm not, I'd be all over the place, kind of how I was earlier today. Yeah, right, right, facts, facts. Story. <laughs> all right, cool. Next word is consistency. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> everything okay consist that's how you build trust you got to be consistent on how you do things i can't be being sporadic is not good it's not a good look mm. i'm gonna keep it in the theater room i know i could you know these words could pertain to everything but it's consistency for me man i gotta get out there and every time i'm at rehearsal every time i'm at the show that you gotta get the what you get at the show you gotta see at the rehearsals mm. i have to be consistent on how i'm performing 
Because if not, then how can they bank on me? How can a director, how can a producer, how can my Talk fellow actors right. bank on me <laughs> to bring it? You know what I'm saying? So if I'm playing in rehearsal too much, I'm going to be playing too much when the show come around. That's just how habits, that's how you create habits. I like it. So I think consistency is even more important than discipline. I mean, discipline plays into it, but consistency is, is what I focus on the most. I see you, brother. I see you. All right, next word, winning. First thing that comes to mind when you hear winning. Uh, winning. Uh, I mean, I come from I come from playing sports. Hey. Winning, winning is very important. But as I've lived, I've learned that it, it ain't as important as I would thought it would be. Because mm. sometimes, because if I if, if you always win, then what's a loss? Mm. So, I like I, it. I, it's, it takes it's like like life, man. It come it, it brings duality. Yeah. So with winning comes losing. Somebody has to lose at the end of the day. But then again, what's a loss if you learn from it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I need those kind of setbacks, those losses, air quotation mark, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to build character. If I'm always winning, then what am I? I like it. That's true. That's true. Let's keep it going. Next word, award. When you hear the word award, what comes to mind? Recognition. Hmm. And and I say that because it, it's you get you get recognized. The award is the the recognition for what you've done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's it's the result. Yeah, you did this, so you get that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's my daughter saying, "What's up?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's awards. It's not what I strive to get. They're right. welcome. Yeah, but it ain't it ain't it ain't the goal at the end of the day. I mean, it's good to be acknowledged for some, for some junk that yeah. you've done. So <laughs> I feel yeah, you on that. All the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, man, you, you from Philly, man. So so who is your, do you have a favorite Philly rapper that you like? Philly yeah? rapper? Philly. Because I know it's usually oh. hard for people to like people. Sometimes people don't really rock with people from where they from or they look outside. So do you have a Philly rapper that you rock with? Yeah, but it's a lot of it's a lot of them that I rock with, but probably the most I would probably say Beanie Siegel. Oh, Beans, okay. He could he could tap he could tap into any genre of rap. A great storyteller too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just he because consistent. He's always been consistent, man. So I would say him, or I would have to go uh, the Roots. You know what I'm saying? I would have to go. Uh, mm, you know I saying? like I, it. I, I, yeah, because they they. <laughs> Talking about consistency, they Everything, all right. That's love, you know. Say Black Thought, all of them. Yeah, yeah, do it all. I think Black Thought is up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, lyricist to the to the ninth degree, boy. He always up there. Yeah. All right, cool. So, what's a movie that you think that people sleep on? Because everybody got their favorite. It's a movie you think that people don't don't really give enough credit to, man. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. I I don't know, yo. I mean, I was just having a conversation with my man's. It wasn't a movie per se, but it was the family. It was the Wayans. Like, oh. granted, they get a lot of love. They get a lot of love, but I Not still enough. think they don't get as much love as they deserve. Because yes. I was a the movie that I, I'm talking to is Mo Money. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. know if you ever saw. Mo, oh but yeah, Mo. It was like it's just oh, yeah. just genius. Yeah, Mo Money, Mo, Mo Money. Money, like that. Yeah, <laughs> like that movie in particular. Like when we talk about comedies, it's always Friday coming to America. Like we always we say top of the top, but I feel like Mo Money. You know, I'm gonna get you sucker. Uh, uh, don't be a menace. Like all the all stuff that the Wayans touched. Yeah, like 
I just made my 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 kids watch uh, Damon Jones and uh, Major Pain, and I know that movie See? worth it. Just that family, the the talent that they had, but not only the talent that they had, but the the people they put on. Think about yes. Eleven Color and how many people got put on from that show. The people we right. recognize from then that are now still doing things. Like that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. It's it's dope to they put got yourself a tree. On. Yeah, <laughs> the tree is crazy, yo. And I, so I'm gonna say more money for because I mean I ain't, I ain't think of it. So it's like the first thing that popped in my head because yeah. I was just talking about it. More money and just the Wayans family as, as a whole, as in general. I got you. I got you. All right. So you talked about black movies. What do you think is the most quoted black movie? Because everybody got their favorite ones. But what do you think the people coming quote? to America? Yeah. <laughs> Coming to America is probably, between me and mine, like my family and I. Coming to we can't get together without quoting uh, "Coming to America." It, it's like, so it, many quotables on there. Yeah, it, it's so it, many quotables on it. Like, it's just it's crazy. Yo. Like I, I don't know about the sequel. Like I'm I, I'm a little iffy, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, just yeah. off the strength for the first one. But coming to America, anytime me and my that color purple, we we. <laughs> Color, the color purple shouldn't be funny, man. But, but it, when but you give me and my family, it, it ain't nothing but comedy in there. <laughs> but you know that's what black people—that's what black people do, man. We we take situations that that's really not supposed to be funny, and we and make we, it funny. <laughs> hey, man, that's how you got it. That's how you got to keep it moving, man. <laughs> All right, so we talked about movies, man. If you had the opportunity to direct your own movie, right, and you could pick, you know, whatever cast you have, I'm not, of course, I'm not going to ask you to pick, you know, name everybody, but who are some of the actors that you would want to work with if you were making your own movie? Oh, that's crazy. I was just thinking, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He's yes, he's he's like my favorite actor. Like, I was watching Breaking Bad, and Talk, yeah. Like Come just on. his mannerisms or how he carried the scheme. It's him. Uh, it, am I doing people now or like in their prime? It's your, it's your it's your list, Doc. You know what I'm saying? I'm going. Like, I'm going after Eddie Murphy in his prime. I have to have Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how him and Giancarlo would rock, but I'm I would love to see it. Um, who else, man? See, that's that's comedy and that's. Serious, but Gene Carlo could be com- comic too. But yeah, I mean, he was he did his joint in uh, uh, what Spike's joint? Uh, do the right thing, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you stuck to my kicks, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, he could play black, he could play Hispanic, right? Like, like his range is you don't ridiculous. Know. <laughs> uh, his, his range is crazy, yeah. I gotta throw Den- I gotta throw Denzel in it, but then like. That's tough too, because I just know like the business aspect of everything. You, you know, Denzel got to get top billing. Right. All in day. my mind, like, in my mind, like I'm giving it to Giancarlo just because <laughs> how I view him. Of course, like, of course. Yeah. So, but, I, I mean, I know who Denzel. We we all know who Denzel is. Of course. So it yeah. ain't no knock to him. Yeah, yeah. But Giancarlo to me is probably one of the best. Just you, you ain't never got to worry about him. Like Denzel is like, you know what you get with Denzel. Yeah. Giancarlo is like sometimes it's like, oh, he did that with that. Yeah, how, that's how he interpreted that line to do that. Yeah, and that's the type of stuff I love, man. Yeah, he he showed a lot of versatility in Breaking Bad, and I watched that series. I don't mm-hmm. know how many times, but just watching Gus the the evolution. I even went to um the prequel, which the Better Call Saul, 
Mm-hmm. And I've seen mm-hmm. him there. I'm like, this dude really nice with it, dog. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely you couldn't even tell. Like you, like, like it's just the accent that he brought. Like, like in real life, he's Hispanic. Like that's right. the fact. But then <laughs> when I hear him speaking, it's like, yo, he really, he, he really Hispanic. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about Idris Elba. Like, yo, oh, he really. He, but you remember, really it, Idris killed the English, like the American English, so well that when he was speaking his normal accent, he was like, why are you faking, dog? Like. Right. People What's didn't realize, on? like, he really got, <laughs> what's this fake accent you doing? <laughs> yeah, but shout out to the to the warm-up, man. Now that we got warmed up with our rapid-fire questions, before we get started, man, just let the people know how you and I know each other, my brother. North Carolina, but well, the illustrious North Carolina Central University. Yes, sir. I was, a, I was a young pup in the theater world, <laughs> and you came through off your... <laughs> Hey, yo, I've been here and done this type of vibe, <laughs> and I'm here because I, you know, what I'm saying I love this acting stuff. Yes, sir. I do want to curse, but I love this acting shit. Yeah, yeah. And you came back, and we met through what, uh, Misanthrope. Yep, Misanthrope. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you, 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 you show, you show the nigga something like you, like to this day, like I, I'll speak very highly just off of how you came in mm. and the work ethic you had. Yeah. And you, you were the type of person that knew when to have fun. But also knew to go, yo, y'all, we got to get it together. Mm. Like, and I was younger, like at the time, like in theater. Like, I was, we, we probably around the same age, but I was younger in theater. Theater, right, right. So I'm still like learning etiquette. Like, I'm still learning, like, you know, like stage right, stage left. Like, I'm still learning that kind of stuff. So when you come in and you be like, yo, yeah, we could play around. Yeah. But that, at the end of the day, this show got to get done. Yes, sir. So I, I, that's how that's how I remember meeting you. Hey, man. Knowing that you was about that action. Oh, yeah. Facts, man. I appreciate yeah. that. But that was real. And I was it's funny because we're going to hear Deja because I interviewed Deja as well. Uh, you know, she was in there with us. But that's I was telling good. Deja, like, I got that script like two weeks before. Yeah, I was doing like two or three weeks. And they were like, hey, mm-hmm. don't you act? I was like, yeah. Yeah, we need you to do this part. And I looked at the lines like, are you serious? Like, you just. No, you had so many lines. Yeah. I'm like, wow. But I understood that, you know, because, you know, coming from from Central and that theater department, it's like you have a certain, there's a certain grade of people you've seen go before you. You know, your Mm Gil Faison's, you know, uh, Dr. Tab, Wendell Tab, and Miss Pam. You've seen all these great people go before you. So it's like, I can't mess this up. Like, they done done this before Mm -hmm. I got here. And me coming back, it was like my opportunity to not only come back, but I wasn't coming there on like I'm the shit. It was more like, yo, no. I'm here, but listen, y'all have an opportunity. You do the work. Yeah, I'm like, you got an opportunity and you gotta do the work because if you do the work, everyone else will remember you from the work. You have to you can mm-hmm. never say anything to anybody, but they were like, yo, remember when he did such and such? And that was always what I prided myself right. on. Was like, yo, I'm gonna go ahead and do the work, but like you said, it be moments I might I might joke and kick around with y'all, but when it's time to get serious, like all right, let's go. And I, I know it's crazy, it's crazy. Like that's what I love about being at Central now, graduating and all that, because I get the opportunity to do what I seen other people do. Like you mentioned Gil, right? Yeah. Like I can't mention how much of an animal Gil is on stage. Like monster. it's it, it, he's a monster, dog. I, I can't say it enough. He's like, a monster. I can't, like the first show I did with him was the Color Purple at Central, mm-hmm. and we all know he played old Mister. Like he played the dad, the granddad. Yes, sir. right. And I didn't know him too well at the time. All I know was his name was on the call sheet. He signed by his name, but right. he wasn't at rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Like 
So I knew that much. Right. So when it came down to it, it was like two weeks before the show, he stepped in rehearsal to do his part. Mind you, we've been rehearsing already for like two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And every time we would get to his part, somebody else would play that part and just read it. Right. And when he came through and the energy he brought, like D'Artez will tell you to this day, like he was doing things on stage. You just sit like I was sitting there all like, yeah, hey, yo, he don't need a script. He don't, he ain't calling line. And if he is calling line, he's doing it in character. Like, yes, is that those is those types of habits that I built from watching guys like you watching Steven come back, yes, watching sir. Gil. You know what I'm saying? I, Pam, like it's those type of habits yeah. that. I had to create because you see, like I see it. Like, <laughs> yes, dog. I, I worked. My first show was with Gil. Uh, it was the wise ones. And I only had a few lines and I was supposed to be a character like 15, 16 years old. So I'm, I'm new to it as well. But uh, mm -hmm. I, when I first came in, I was kind of like, all right, excited. But then when I, I instantly became a sponge. I'm like, yo, I'm going to take in everything because mm -hmm. people going to know, you know, everything. So Gil happened to be my stepfather in the show. So me and him had a strenuous type of relationship anyway. And the dynamic that we were able to build, because there was even a scene in there where he had to like whoop me and even trying to choreograph that. And I had never been beat like, I mean, I'm on the ground, like he got a mm -hmm. belt like going in. And I remember stepping out to him saying, listen, dog, I, I want to take in, make it as real as possible. And man, we did countless hours outside of rehearsal, just going mm -hmm. over the choreography, just building that chemistry to say, all right, if you do this line, I'm going to go this way. And we were just able to mm -hmm. just look at each other and know, okay, cool. All right, you going this way? I'm going to give you an extra couple seconds because you're doing a little bit more on your line. Okay, cool. I'm going to fall back this. And just him and even Miss Pam, I learned so much from them that I, I mm -hmm. when I gave back, I'm like, I got to give this back. I've watched these people come. Like you said, when Gil come, he ready. You know, it's yeah. no plan. It's like, yo, you better be ready because if you on scene, on stage with him and you got to sing, if you play around, mm -hmm. he gonna man, he gonna destroy you on there. You gonna be looking like yep. <laughs> he will destroy oh. you, dog. <laughs> he will destroy you. He, that's, he, and he, that's <laughs> but that's all you got. That's all I ask for. Of course, like like three of my closest friends in the theater, Martez, yeah. Malcolm, Yuri. Yeah, one thing we all have in common is that we gonna work each other. Like we gonna make each other work. Like yes, it sir. ain't no BSing when we get to the stage. Like no, you. We coming to get it. And it ain't, it's competitive, but it's teammate competitive. It's of like course. Brian showing Anthony Davis, yo, this is how you do it. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm bringing the best out of you so that we can get to the chip and win it. Facts. And that's how, I, like, any conversations I have with people is that kind of like, look, energy is never lost nor destroyed. It is simply transferred from one host to the next. That's it. So if, if me and you are giving each other all this energy, to each other and right. we receive it give it back receive it give it back where's that the energy gonna build exactly. and then it, then it's gonna create a whole nother monster yeah but if i if i'm the worst person I ever worked with is a person i work with i give them everything and they take it and use it for selfish gain yeah and it's like no darling like, we you doing give this it together. back yeah you we need that scene <laughs> together give it back i'm gonna give it back to you because that's that's act right that that's and what the, it's about build that's it, it didn't it, it you get me in my bag right now. This is the hey, beauty of it. Like, the, like what I learned early on, the beauty of acting is to be on stage with somebody that is all the way a hundred with you and you all the way a hundred with them. It's no if ands or buts. I don't care. Like, yeah, the crowd is out there, but I'm not working for them. Right. I'm out here putting this show. The playwright wrote this show. Brilliant. Costumes on this put costume designer put these costumes on. The yes, director sir. directed this show. Granted, we're doing it for an audience, but we have to be our best and we have to bring it out of each other talk about it 
Yes, sir. Because this, this is. I mean, I, I, I could go. I could go forever, man. I could but go but forever that's the thing that I people don't understand, stuff. dog. Like the, the, what you put into it, that work that you're doing. When you step outside of those rehearsals and boot and do things, because after that show I did with Gil, I did probably three or four other shows with Gil, and one of the scenes we had in a summer show we had, we were like two alcoholic type characters. And I went from being mm. like this teenager kid to now like someone in their 50s or something. Mm-hmm. So it was a growth for me. Like, okay, how can I make people believe, you know, I don't have an older face. I, didn't, I ain't had no mustache. I ain't get no mustache until like 23. <laughs> so, so I couldn't really, I'm like, how can I really bring it out of the character? So I asked Gil, hey, dog, hey, man, you mind coming in to rehearse a little bit early or staying a little bit later so we can work on this? I mean, we knew scenes so well, dog, like we didn't even have to, like we can look and know where we are in the scene. Like that's mm-hmm. power to be anywhere this look and I can start a line and know that you're gonna pick up because that energy, right. like you said, is going back and forth. It's just passing it back. Huh? Okay, cool. I give it to you, take it back. And that's the beauty of like you said, of acting. And it's something that I love. I know you love. You shout out yeah, some right. dope people, Dartez, right? Uh Yuri, also my man Mile Green. So all of these people yeah. are all people that that brought it. I got to work with them on uh for black boys. So uh, mm-hmm. I got to see that same energy. So I definitely understand what you're saying. But man, tell us though, for you, you talked about a little bit of art. Like, what does it mean for you to be an artist? Man, it's, it's my livelihood. Mm. It's it's like it's been times in my life. Like I'm married now, two two little girls. It's been times in my life where I had to buckle down and work jobs. I didn't necessarily want to work talk about it (laughs) i I understood the overall goal at that time Mm. but i've sat there and just did job stuff Mm -hmm. even it's been jobs that i like doing you know what i'm saying like right now i'm currently working at amazon i I have no problem delivering packages it's it's cool i like it but if i'm not in a show i go through something mentally Yes. And I can't explain it. You too. I have to <laughs> be too. in a show. I have to be working on something. That's what this pandemic did. This pandemic put me in a place that say, all right, if I snatch this away, what else can you do to fulfill you, your artistry? Like to, to, to your, yeah. that artist part of your brain? Yes, sir. What else outside of being in front of a camera or being on stage, outside of those things, what can you do? Mm. And, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Granted, it's the circumstances are crazy, of course. but you know what I'm saying? It brought out the writer in me. It brought out the just sitting back and just thinking of stuff. Come like on. it just like, Come I'm not thinking of working on character. Right. I'm thinking about a whole, the whole aspect. Mm. Wow. How would this scene be set up? Wow. What clothes are they wearing? I'm writing it now. I've transitioned into being more of a writer now. Thankful, thankfully to this pandemic. Mm. Cause I wasn't writing like that. I have written things, but I, it wasn't seriously. Right, right. I was focused. I was focused on the next show. What's next? What What's show next? am I doing? Right. <laughs> I so I you take take that away. It's like, all right, Chase. Like, what you gonna do? Cause you need to do it. It's we already like. I had a conversation with my wife. I just sat down with her. Like, yo, look, I'm working this job. I'm gonna stay working at this job. But now it's gonna be this time where I work this job and then go straight to rehearsal because I need to be at rehearsal. I need to be working on this. I need yes, to be sir. doing this. Yes. Like we had conversations like that. Yeah. And she took it, she took it on the chin and said, go ahead, do do what you gotta do. I got it. Yeah. But like that's just a blessing in having her. But yeah. at the end of the day, I have to be doing theater. I have to. 
it's that's artist. That's me being my. That's that's all. I can, I'm not right if I'm not doing it. Hey, I'm not right. It don't. Uh, you can have the most amazing job, the funniest job, yeah. the coolest people. That's something. Uh, you get to some point and you just be like, dog. It just don't fit. Like something just don't fit right. It's just like dog. I can't. I can't. I. I it's like you right. can't explain it. But I'm glad you. Cause me and my wife had that same conversation. Like, hey. I got it. Like, if I'm not doing something, you just, you just, you don't feel right. So it's funny mm-hmm. to hear you say the exact same thing. I've said, like, I don't feel right. I, man. I, I don't know how else to put it either. Like, I can't go, well, my right ear feel like it's about to fall right. off. Or I can't feel my left toe. I don't know what's going on. I just don't feel You know feel something right. ain't I right. I need to be in it. I need to be doing it. I can't explain it to you deeply. It, I just don't feel right. I, but when I I'm agree. in a show, when I'm working on being in a show, I just feel perfect. Like it's perfect. As perfect as yeah. Yes, sir. Like they say ain't nothing perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Facts, <laughs> man. Facts. Hey, man, look. So so let us know, man, how did you get into the arts like with your acting? Because everyone has different stories about, hey, I always knew I want to do this, so I never took it serious, or somebody kind of guided me. What was your intro into the into the arts, man? Uh, it's 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 funny. My whole life, I I never was. I was just a, a kid that liked to make people laugh growing up, but I was super into basketball. Mm-hmm. Like like my big brother was a dog in basketball, and I wanted to be like my big brother growing up. Mm. But once I realized I was. Stop growing at five eight. I can't jump. I'm gonna shoot a little bit. Once, once, but once I got there, it was kind of like, all right. What am, I, I was at a point in my life where I'm like, what, what am I gonna do? Right. Because I dedicated so much time to basketball, but then I knew, I realized that I can't. I, I saw people work harder than me in basketball, and I didn't like it. It was like, all right, I, I don't want to. That's not what I want to do. Obviously. Mm. Right, right. I graduated high school oh seven. Never been in the show. Never did theater. None of that. I had a theater class in high school, but I failed it because I didn't take it seriously. That's guys honest truth. I failed the hell out of it. It it, it was. I laugh at it now because if I talk to that lady right now who taught it, she would go, "Chase, you you a theater man? You did theater? I knew you could do it." Like she would say, she's always telling me, "You'll be so good at this." I bullshitted the whole thing away. It uh, it was terrible. But I graduated from high school in '07. Started working at Rite Aid. Uh, The lady, the woman who is now my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. Started working at Rite Aid. I hated Rite Aid. I switched over to Sam's Club. I worked at Rite Aid for a year. Then I worked at Sam's Club for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not depressed, but I was super down. Like right. I don't I don't call it depression because depression seemed much more realer right. than what I was. But it was something close to it because I, I, I was just like, yo, I don't know what I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Like, I, was just, I never wanted to leave Philly. Like it was I was in Philly to stay. And I was an idiot because I would say, like, people would say, yo, maybe you need to do. No, I'm not leaving Philly. I'm staying here. <laughs> Everything I know was in Philadelphia. I'm, right. I'm not leaving. <laughs> and it took it took a near-death experience with a dude who just didn't have nothing else better to do but to show me his gun oh. for me to be like, for me to be like, I got to do something different, especially when I ain't felt like I brought anything on myself. Right. So it was like, like I, I, he just pulled a gun out like and was like, threatening my life. And I didn't even know him. Like, I was just sitting at a bus stop. So it was kind of like, a, I'm going to sit here and rot in Philadelphia, not doing nothing. <clears throat> What am I gonna do? And my wife sat me down. She was like, "Look, I went on a college tour, historically black college tour with my with my uh, after school program. Mm-hmm. I could let you know some schools if you're interested." And I'm like, "School? <laughs> I don't know. If I want to go back to school." But then I thought about it more and more, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna give it a shot." She told me Central, she told me Tuskegee, 
and she told me Elizabeth City, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Whatever HBCUs over there. I think it's Elizabeth City. Yeah. And I applied to, I didn't apply to Tuskegee because that was just extremely too far. I'm not going to Alabama. <laughs> I thought I thought North Carolina no, was too far. I got accepted in the Central and I got accepted in Elizabeth City. I came to visit Central with my mom and I fell in love. Just It was summertime too. Nobody was really there, but I was just like, yo, this is college. I, I want to I want to do this. Mm. And when I filled out like the part where you say, yo, what you going to major in, like all that, like, you know, on the application, mm-hmm. I just remember my theater teacher telling me, yo, you'll be good at this. I checked theater. Mm. Like that's like, and, and not having no knowledge of what I was getting myself into. I just checked it. Like, cause everything else on there, I didn't want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want to be in business. I, don't, I mean, everything is business. I don't want to take business. Uh, I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to be in music. I play. I did music in, in high school. I sucked at it. I didn't want to do that. Right. Uh, I'm going to do theater. Let me check theater. I check theater, man. I get to Central. Fall of 09. I'm walking through the communications building. I know the story log. I'm sorry, man. Do I mean, your thing, it's, man. Hey, it's your stage. I'm just I'm just a viewer right now. Okay. All right. All right. My bad. Right. You're right. All right. All right. So I walk through the communications building. Dr. Ashabi. Never forget it. She walked past me. And she, uh, she was like, you a theater major? I'm like, yeah. She said, what's your name? I'm like, Chase. She's like, Chase. Chase, yeah, you was on the list. She said, why you didn't come to uh, the auditions? What, what, what's an audition? What's that? And where are we having the why, why Was I supposed to be there? I don't know. It's my first week in college. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, we had auditions for my show, Slap a Guy in the Face. <laughs> you, you're a theater major. Theater major, you supposed to come to all the auditions. Yes. Okay. Um, sorry, I missed it. She's like, "Well, look, we still doing it. You, you can. I set you up a time. You come through, and you audition, and do a monologue, and do all this stuff." And I'm like, "All right." And uh, let me Google a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? I had no idea what I was doing, yo. So I, I, I. I do the I do the audition and I was happened to go back and forth with Malcolm Malcolm Green, mm-hmm. Green. So automatically I'm like, all right, this 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 could be fun because we was playing off each other how we did it. Yeah, and we ended up both getting our roles that we auditioned that she had us audition for. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still going through rehearsals. I'm still I'm fresh, man. I'm I'm 20, but I'm fresh. Like, I'm new booty. I'm like I don't know. Right. <laughs> the only thing I know was. Learn my lines. Like, if anything, I'm going to have these lines. <laughs> my character might stink. But, he's but if anything, I don't care if I get up there and say, what are you doing? And my face looks stupid. Right. I'm going to have these lines. <laughs> and then, man, I never forget, I remember going to Truett. I went to Urban Truett. Yeah. And I just I just had questions. Like, yo, Ashabi keep giving me notes and asking me to try different things and Telling me to do this, that, and the third. I don't know how to do that. And like, and true, it was giving me game. Like, look, you just got to try different things. It's acting, and he was just giving me a whole lot of game. Right. And then I remember the first show we did, like with a crowd out there, and we went through the whole thing. Went through. I, I sucked, but we went through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, the claps and everything. And then we met the crowd. And then I remember sitting in the dressing room, looking in the mirror, like, yeah, I want to do this. Mm. I want to do this. Mm. And and ever since then, man, I've been an actor. It's been on, on, on. on. Like, it's like, I, I, it was a bug that I, I was like, this is what I've been missing. This is what I want to do, mm. even though I sucked at the time. 
Right. I'm gonna keep saying that because <laughs> I just watched that DVD not too long ago and I was terrible. But hey, them DVDs were humble. <laughs> you like, <laughs> go and put me right in my place. Me and Shabby still laugh about it to this day. I'm like, Shabby, why you put me in that show? I was terrible. Why you do that? <laughs> <laughs> you should have dropped me. Yeah. So, man, anybody who knows me know that I always speak highly of, you know, Central, man. And what I what it brought for me, the experiences, everything I got to learn. Um, what do you feel like Central taught you about acting, man? Because that's what really for you it kind of clicked in. What, what do you think they taught you just being there, Central, man? Uh, well, it definitely gave me the experience. Like mm-hmm. it gave me the most experience I probably needed at the time. Like, I needed that experience. Mm-hmm. Because doing shows over and over again, you, you you find different intricacies and you find different ways to do things. Right. So it, it central taught me the whole thing of how to develop my character. Mm. Like it, it gave me the, like like of course there was some pieces along the way that was outside of central that I yeah. eventually got to. Right. But central gave me the tools to be like this is this is how it goes. Rehearsal every day from six to whatever. Like it taught me to like the, the being being a professional. It yeah. taught like Central taught me everything, like to the point where if I go outside of Central and I do a show outside of Central, they're looking at me like, "Yeah, he's serious about this," because Central taught me. Hey, tell him, man, tell him. Like it's just what it is. I mean, granted, I could have dicked around and been a class clown like I grew up, right. but when it came to acting, man, it was just like Shabby, Truett, Hinton, Doctor Austin, like. Like yes. all them people, they didn't play when it came to it. And it was like, if you if you're gonna be playing around, we can find somebody else. Hey, they let so, you know in a heartbeat, like like we ain't yeah. got time. You, you you gonna do it or not? And you know, right. Dr. Austin was a huge influence on me as well because I used to always go in his office and talk to him, and he'd be like, "Listen, man, listen, listen, listen." He just give it to me straight, and I I was a straight mm-hmm. person. Like I don't need no fluff to tell me, "Hey, this is what you expect. This is what you need." And he's the really reason I even went to grad school, man. So shout out to him. May he ever rest in peace, man, for everything he's done. Yes. But not only me, but everybody. You know, anybody he was around, you got something from him. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a time I didn't speak to Dr. Austin and got some free game. You know, whether I wanted right. it or not, you know, he was going to tell right. you how I and even if Even if he was joking on you and he was giving you some good jokes and you got to sit there and take it, right. you learn something. Like, and sometimes it was the stuff he didn't say. Yes. Sometimes he would come sit down and watch my monologue, mm-hmm. which put a lot of pressure, like how how highly I think of Doc Austin, how highly I think of Shabby, how mm-hmm. highly I think of Truett, mm-hmm. Karen Brock, yep. how high I think of them. When they're sitting there watching my monologue, it's the things they don't say that I eat up the most. It's kind of like, if they don't say nothing, you're probably doing better than you think. Yes. Ms. Bro- when like, Ms. Brock got that notepad out, boy, you'd be like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Come on, Ms. Brock. She handed it to somebody else before she leave, hun. Make sure he, make sure he gets there. <laughs> When you and see bounce? that, yeah, you see that notebook, you be like, "Come on, Miss Brock." Oh, nah, I could God. do, a, I could do a monologue in front of anybody if I'm doing a monologue in front of them. I don't care if Denzel in the audience. Yeah, you gonna see this monologue, kid. You gonna get this monologue, dog. It's those specific four people. Yeah, that when they out there, they just do something to me. Like I'm like, yeah. but but they brought like, the best out of us, man. And and I, that's the everyone that came mm-hmm. from there, man. They know that, like, and I, they just said the same thing, like. Central really taught you about how to do everything. There was not one thing where we were one dimensional as artists. They let you do everything mm-hmm. and showed you. So when you, like you said, when you got outside of Central, you know how to do everything because they taught you mm-hmm. how to build your character, set everything up, do your lights, do your sound. 
run the house, be a stage manager, like <laughs> be mm-hmm. behind the background, you know, stage hand, like every aspect of it you got. And that's special. And it was hard and it was good, like hard on you in a good way. Like yeah. acting three, oh no, you're not getting to this until you pass this audition process. Tell period. Him. And we will not let you in until you do the work. Yeah. Like that's, that's the type of stuff I needed. I didn't need somebody <laughs> that was just going, yeah, let him let, let him, him go. Him yeah, he can go ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing with that. What you, we do with that? You earned everything. You <laughs> <I> straight <laughs> earned it. I got to earn this stuff. And when I'm coming through, it's nothing, but it's a whole lot of men in the theater department. And we all going at each other. We're trying to get the roles. Like, that's what we was doing. You bring so out it's the like, best. Yeah. Don't, you better not it, come there not prepared. <laughs> We're going to eat you live. You come on. Oh, you don't know your mama? Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got no, that's you. the real estate. Matter of fact, I, I, quick story about that. You said from Black Boys, right? Yes. You, like, y'all did it. You did it. You went to Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. Right? Oh, yeah. I did it. I did it with Central at Central. Yeah. Like, when, we, when we put it up to take it before we took it there. Mm-hmm. And the realest thing that ever happened, I remember we were sitting in rehearsal. It was the first week no lie and you know first week is usually you get your blocking you write your blocking down your paper you got your script mm-hmm. blase, blase, and you you going through the process right so eventually because me personally i'm i'm much more of a i learn my lines through blocking yeah i need to know what i'm doing right so if you're telling me i'm doing this at this time i associate my words with what i'm doing right and gives my like business and everything like that's just how i that's my learning process mm-hmm. at the time i didn't know that but but that's how that's i learned best i never forget the first week we walking in there and we just running through the first act. Just, you know what I'm saying, it's bones. Like, we got all our blocking and everything and we just running through it. i never forget D'Artez, punk-ass D'Artez, right, <laughs> walks on stage without a without his script. So me, Malcolm, and you we looking at each other like... Hey, yo, Black. You. What's up? <laughs> You good? You know your lines? He like, nah, nah, I don't know him. I'm just trying. This motherfucker so bad. This nigga get on there and go ham with his monologue. Like I'm right. talking, no calling for line, right. nothing. <laughs> so I'm automatically like, oh hell no, nah. nah, no, no, nope. I, I bet you next for her. So I got, I got at least both. All right, we gonna do. All right, that's how you wanna do it. All right, I took it as a shot. Like, no, nah, right, oh, yeah. right. I don't direct- need this script no more either. I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> I'm learning. I went back to my dorm, boy. I studied them lines. I said, "I'm not. I'm not gonna be no weak link. If anything, we all gonna be a strong link." Let's go. It ain't gonna be no weak ones in this, and it ain't gonna come for me if it is. I know. Man, that put that. We talk about that to this day. Everybody had the same reaction. Like, hell no. Right. No. We get into it. All right, that's how we rock it. That's how we rock it. Oh no, I'm not looking bad. And I was taught that at Central, though. Like that's it. That that, got a special place in my heart because it's some places I go to, and if I know my lines, people look at me and go, "Well, well, Chase knows his lines." My process is my process. And I go, whatever. I mean, you you right. That's your process. But I'm letting you know I'm coming to step on your neck, though. It's it's going to be some. Some some furniture move around here all day, man. And, and I was lucky. <laughs> luckily, Shabby knew of me because Shabby was got there after I got uh, had left. Mm-hmm. But she knew of me, and so she asked me. She was like, "Hey, uh, we doing this show? Would you be interested to do a show for Central? Hell yeah! Any and every time I will do it. I don't National care. No black. Yes, I'm like you know how long I've been wanting to go to National Black Theater Festival. Yes, you know. And my I first cried. thing is like, yo, 
I got a, this opportunity for it. You know, I'm sorry you couldn't go, but hey, it, I was fortunate yeah, enough no, to be able no, to go for it. No, so. that's not, it ain't on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, man, I, I was fortunate for it. But I, but the crazy thing is, I saw the show when you did that Central. I saw it when y'all did it. I happened to come to North Carolina, and I was like, you know what? I'm here for the weekend, and the show was going on. I went there. Ms. Mack was like, oh, yeah, you coming? I'm like, of course. I sat in that joint. I was sitting right there in the front. I'm like, I turned around. I remember like, God dang, these motherfuckers is acting out here. What? Every one of y'all, man, from the, the female monologues when they did the, the color girls, y'all, I was just like in awe. Like, yo, mm -hmm. Central is That's my doing favorite show. That's my favorite show that I ever done. It was so many, that, and so I many interesting things on it. I love to see everybody had a monologue. And like you said, it was a competitive. When we were doing a National Black, it was competitive. You know, we had Steven. We had, dang on, Mal yeah. Green. We had Ron. So everyone is, like, trying to get their monologues together. Like, nah, you're not mm -hmm. about to, okay, okay, you did that? All right, I got something for you next week. And then <laughs> and then when y'all get when we all get together in, that, in, in scenes where we don't got monologues, but we just talking to each other. Then you get to build off of other people. Man, that show was perfect for me. Yeah. It was per like to this day, like we talk about that show. We want to do it again. Like, oh no, definitely. even if even if it's not the, the woman counterpart, we want to do it show. again. Like that show taught me so much about myself. Yeah. We got how deep that show was. Definitely. We should just sit in the theater and talk. We used to just sit in the theater. Yep. And it would start off your all right, your monologue. Let's let's break down my monologue. Let's break down your monologue. Let's go park, let's go bar for bar. Yes. What y'all think he's talking about? And then it would turn into us talking about aliens. Like, we used to sit there till three, four in the morning, yo. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> like, that's, that taught, that's how I was brought into theater. That was my second show. Yeah. That's, that's how funny. I was brought into theater. Like, right. I wasn't brought into theater just learning lines. I was brought into theaters. All right, we got to break this script down and dissect it because building. we don't understand it. Building, dog. Building. And even if, we, even if we do understand it, what do you think about it? Mm. What, what are your thoughts? Because all right, I have a different understanding than you. Now I got your perspective. Oh, bet I could play it like this. Like it, like that's how I was brought in the theater. So that's yes, that's what made me absolutely fall in love with it. Dope. And it was crazy because when y'all took when y'all took it to National Black, uh, my wife was pregnant and she was due in August, mm. and the show was going up in August. Mm -hmm. So it was like a, I was just like, <sighs> I ain't gonna be able to do it. But it, I, I moved back to Philly and everything. I took a year off from school. Like that was like almost the worst time of my life because I couldn't act mm. and I was just working. Like it was just, it was just what it was. Cause I had to do it. Yeah. yeah. I had messed up in school and all that. Like I did all that. I said, I'm going back to Philly for one year mm. and I'm coming back and I'm on my A game. Mm. And that taught me even more about acting. Like it was just, like, I, I want to do this. And this was before the conversation I had with my wife, but it was like, act, I'm going to take it way more seriously than I did even while I was there. Nice. Like it's not just for fun no more. Yeah. It's, it's real. for fulfillment. It's real. So you talked about your roles that you've done. Like, what is your process when you prepare for a role? Because some people have like a, oh, I study this or, you know, they they read a certain thing or they practice. Like, what is your process when you are preparing for a role? Uh, man, I made that. Like I said, when I'm when I'm learning lines, blocking helps me mm -hmm. learn my lines. But repetition is something that I, 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 I use mm. all the time. Like, it's. I repeat, but I change different ways I do it. Like if I'm saying a line to you and mm -hmm. I go, my name is Chase Rivers. Yeah. I would go, yo, my name is Chase Rivers. <laughs> yo, my name is Chase Rivers, yo. Like I would do it different ways every time. And every time I will find a different way. Every time I find a different way, I will find a different way to like it. 
and I would go, all right, I like that. I'm keep that. Or I'm gonna keep that. And it's just repetition. Like, like they'll tell you, I will come in before rehearsal and by myself, I will walk through my scene, saying my lines like people are in there, just building. Like, if it, even after rehearsal, all right, I, I lock up. Y'all go ahead. Do like, it. I'm. I, I have to do this repeatedly mm-hmm. because that's that's how I prepare. Like, it's just I drill it into my brain. Like I said, I come from basketball. I got better at basketball by keep doing the same yeah, thing over and over again. Yeah. Repetition. But you, you did that so even with the um, misanthrope. I remember you doing the line because I remember reading the script and kind of like, ah, this character may be funny. When you did it, I was like, dang, I didn't even see it from that angle. Like you had a whole nother way that you went about it from what anyone had thought from the script. And I thought that was interesting. Like, dang, okay, you went a completely different way with your character. And I think it threw so many people off. If you knew the show, or you know, had right. read Moliere before. I'm like, okay, I like my man. When it, I like it, I like it. But my bad, it cut you the, off though. But I thought yeah, that was important to say. Like just piggyback off that. The main thing I'm trying to do is find the character, and I'm trying to be true to the character. Because if I go up there being me, like, because I could read the script any day of the week, and I could read it from my perspective. But uh, you know, what I'm saying the writer <laughs> didn't write it from my perspective. Right. <laughs> the writer wrote it from there. So if I'm always thinking from my perspective, that's why I always ask questions with people I'm acting with. Yo, how do you feel about that line? Mm. What do you think could be could be different? Mm. How do you, like? And I take it with a grain of salt. Like it's, if sometimes somebody said, "Well, I think you should do it this way," and they yeah. throw some off the wall shit out, and then I just be like, "All right, well, thank you, thank you, I appreciate, appreciate that. I, I, I'll think about that." You know what I'm saying? And I'd be sincere, but then mm-hmm. I walk away and go, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I mean, I appreciate them give actually giving me something. Because some people go, eh, man, do what you do. Go ahead. Get on my face. Like, I've worked with people like that, too. Like, it's like. We, we've all so experienced I, I, that. <laughs> they don't want to be yeah, bothered like, with you. Hey, I got yeah, my part. They got good. their process. <laughs> right. What you want me to do? Like, I had some people. I said, yo, you want to go? You want to realize it? I don't learn lines. I, I go by feeling. Damn I got to feel it. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. That's a bet. But, you know, just make sure you say that Q line for me when I come in because I need that. <laughs> make sure you say like, your actual line that the ad lib don't just you to add it to. And you got to try to figure out, is that you? That's that my cue? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> right. Like, you don't have me confused. But then even that, it'll be like, all right, we don't got to read lines, but let's run the scene. Yeah. Because I got to build off you. We in the same scene together. Mm-hmm. So it's always a way around it. But me personally, man, it's repetition. That's the main thing I use. Mm. Repetition. Repetition, repetition, repetition. That's it's what I do. I have to do it. <laughs> and I build my character through that. That's dope, man. So, I, I, of course, I've done my research on you, man. I know you for a little bit, but I also wanted to step outside to see, you know, check up on you, man. So, I saw this show about, um, I didn't see this show, but I heard and read articles about this show you did, uh, The Boys Next Door. Um, that show, I've read about it. I saw articles, and I'm like, yo. But for you to take a role like that, and with that, it was what four characters, right? It was four characters in that one, and they were mentally impaired, right? Mm-hmm. And it was uh five characters, five, total. okay. But it was it was more, but it was five main characters. Yeah, four of them stayed in a a, a mental, like not a mental, but a, a halfway house. Yeah, and they had one caretaker. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty much told from the caretaker's point of view. Yeah. So how, how did how did you people. even prepare for a role like that, right? Because it's not a traditional role, right? You know, the, the the role you had, how did you prepare for that role? Just go about just the just everything putting that role together. Talk to us about that, man. Uh well, in that instance, I had to play a uh well, I'm gonna use what this how the script described him. I'm a mentally retarded person mm-hmm. 
who had the mind of a, a I think a three year old yeah. between a three year old and a mop. Like he said it in the script. Wow. I have to like because it's a moment in the script where he breaks character and he's being able to articulate his mind mm-hmm. as a person that's not mentally retarded. Like mm-hmm. he's articulating how he feels and how he is when he is. So I'm gonna take from the script a mentally retarded person. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentally retarded, Jay. At least I like to consider myself not. Right. So to to get ready for that, I have a I, I do have a cousin who is diagnosed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I took from her. I watched a lot of real footage from people considered mentally retarded. Or you know what I'm saying? Or, Johnson, this script right. was considered mentally retarded. Right, right, right. Because one thing I did not want to do was make a mockery mm. of this character. Because yes, it's so easy to do. It's yeah. so easy to just play the the the, the comic like surface just play the surface just funny up. yeah the surface of it's it. so easy mm-hmm. it's so easy to do that but this person is a real person and like i said repetition repetition i tried many different ways i've had conversations with the director mm-hmm. like just how do you how do you view it like what do you think and and, and luckily for me he never really gave me any negative feedback mm-hmm. like rarely outside of cut my beard because I was having a hard time at the time. Like, I don't want to cut it. But I knew I was going to cut it eventually. I was just giving him a hard time. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it was it was super, super tough to do. Mm-hmm. But it was it was one of my most fulfilling roles because I do feel like I nailed it. And I don't feel that way about a lot. Like, I really don't. Mm. But it is definitely something that I feel like I want to do again. Yeah. And I want, I want to do it in North Carolina with, like, Black people and like, cause I was out there. It was a, I was out there in uh, Nebraska. Yeah. And to be honest, it was like me and like two other black people in the whole area I was in. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> but it was a great time I had in Nebraska. Like they were great people. They treated me wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to be a part of that show, yo. Like when I first got the script, I was like, oh, this is this is real. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have to do my homework. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I, I've read about it, man. I'm like, wow, because I've always looked at like, you know, a lot of times when people have this perception of what an actor is and, you know, a lot of times those people try to go for easy roles. They like roles that is just like mm-hmm. them or, oh, yeah, I play sports. I would love to do a role with somebody's a sports figure. That's easy. And sometimes people want those easy fixes. But for you to take a role that's like that, that is you got to do your work. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just flourish that up and just pretend like you got to really go and to develop who's this person, develop that that character analysis and all those different things, man. So so kudos to you for taking it. And everything I read about it, you got, I mean, everyone spoke highly of just the, the play itself. So, you know, shout out to you for putting that work to really try to say how, who is this person? Who's my character? And right. That, that's, that's huge. Cause at the, I gotta do the character justice at the end of the day. And I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel better about it if I do that. Like if I do play the, it, it was funny. The show was funny. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say it was just a whole serious show. The show was funny. The character his, itself was funny. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't playing the comedy. Mm-hmm. I was trying to I was trying my damnness to be genuine mm-hmm. because if it's genuine, if it's funny, people won't laugh. If it's not funny, people not gonna laugh. Facts. Yeah. So okay. it's just what it is. I I. I I, I didn't want to be stuck on, no, I'm going to make them laugh at this. Right. Because, you know, I'm you play for them serious. laughs, and, and you and that, that joint don't laugh, you stuck in no man's land now. Now you're like, 
Dang, now I'm, you I'm gonna recover from this. You thinking mm-hmm. you done mm-hmm. got all of your character, you got out of your zone, mm-hmm. and you trying to pick up. And I always, even with me being a theater, you know, teaching, you know, acting coach now, I always tell my students, like, forget all the trying to pay for emotions. Tell the story. If you can tell the story and be honest to the character, everyone else, you can they can figure out a point where they can connect with that character. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to go for, oh, at this part, I feel like it's sad, so let me be sad. And then you go out mm-hmm. there, try to be sad, and then the audience looking at you like, I don't, like, that wasn't sad. And oh, then they might you, laugh. Right. And then you really thrown up, like, hold on, how do they laugh at that? You never know <laughs> audience, dog. Like, you try to play for that, mm-hmm. but they might, somebody might die, you'd be like, ah! and they dying laughing. And now you out there like, oh, no, I wasn't expecting that. Because you, you don't know where they coming from. That's probably how they deal with trauma, by Facts. laughing. Yes. Yeah. That's probably something that they experience. So for them to get through that current like currently is yeah. to laugh about it yeah and you making it seem you making it about you and not the character mm. at the end of the day the sh- like i want to do this show again like that's a that's on my top like like i said for black boys porky and best well, i probably wouldn't do porky and best again but it's just one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. boys next door is something i want to do again because it's, it's so deep like you learn so much from it mm-hmm. and then you learn that like even though they are considered mental like mentally retarded or whatever they wanted to call it. Mm-hmm. They are real people with real feelings. Yeah. They're not out here for your enjoyment. Mm-hmm. They're out here living just like you. Every day. Right. A regular exa- person, yeah. Every day. Right. Facts. So if you look at every character like that. Talk about it. <laughs> you you, you, 3D. You, you <laughs> Talk about the characters it. that 3D. Like you, you. You got you though, because if you just one D, dog, then you just, it's easy to see through that. Next, <laughs> we, we go to the next one, dog. We, we ain't about to waste our time on somebody just trying to not try to do the work. So you, you talked about some of the worlds you enjoyed and some of the you know good things you had, but what are some of the challenges, man, you face with being an actor? Um, it's a very tough industry and a tough business, man. A, a tough career. Because, you know, everyone has these perceptions of what acting is and what it means to be an actor. But what are some of those challenges, man, that you face with just being an actor? Uh, the always, it's all, always searching. Mm. Like, for one, people that's always nine to five, like, people that got nine to five, it's pretty much the same thing every day. Routine. Like, and you know what you got to do. Right. The routine is, like, the routine of an actor, getting a role, it's like, uh-oh. All right, I don't got nothing. All right, I didn't get this. I didn't. I didn't get cast in this. All right, I got to move on to the next. Right. So that's that's one of the things, but that, I enjoy that. But uh, one of the toughest things for me as an actor is to play a character that's like me. Mm. Like, like you mentioned, like people take that as easy. That's one of the toughest things for me. Mm. Like I like going into a character and going, oh, yeah, he ain't nothing like me. I get to be totally different. Right. I get to create different things to make myself do. Mm-hmm. But I did a, you ever heard of the show Hurt Village? Mm-hmm. I played the character Cornbread. And if if I was a drug dealer, Jay, like if I like if I was a drug dealer, I'd have been cornbread. Mm. Like that's the only difference that I view wow. in cornbread. Like is that he sold drugs and I don't. Wow. But everything, like reading the script is like he was always trying to be funny, always looking at the light, like the brighter side of things. Mm. Like, like that's me. So I'm Ooh. sitting there like, all right, how do I make him cornbread? If I feel like everything he's doing is something I do, mm. that's one of the toughest things for me. Because then I don't feel like I'm acting, or or not. I don't feel like I'm. Act, I don't feel like I'm working. Yo, 
I don't mm. feel like I'm doing the work because a lot of the work that I put into cornbread was characteristics from me that mm. I used in my everyday life. Mm. Mm. So it's like a like that's my that's one of the toughest things. Another thing that I'm currently focused like my main focus now is just getting weight down, like dropping weight because okay. it's like a one thing about me. Like I'm a, I'm a heavy dude. I'm a big dude. I mm. wasn't always big, but I'm big now. Mm-hmm. And toughest things now is getting painted into that corner of just being a big actor like mm. big like that's a that's a stereotype yeah like that's like you get typecast Type yeah yeah like we're gonna make you the fat guy that's funny like a lot of times like that's the road that, that people want me to be mm-hmm. that's why i like working with people that see like you know you could do all this shit mm-hmm. like so just go in and do it so one of the things i'm to just take totally take that out and to just be healthy in life mm. I need, I'm dropping weight. Like I'm working towards dropping weight. That's one of the main reasons why I love working with Amazon. I'm always moving now. I'm always delivering packages. I'm always, I'm always going up steps, down steps. Right. Like the main thing, like, look, that's harder than me playing a character that's like me, mm. like dropping weight. Like mm. it's just, it's just how it is. Even though I come from sports, I know how to lose weight. Dog. I know how to do it. Right. But just getting out of the routine of my everyday life yeah. to add workout mm. and put workout that's into right. My routine of life, it's yeah. just been challenging. It's just been super tough. Nice. But I'm I'm getting it. I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. Hey, hey, shout out to you, man, for making that lifestyle change, man. It's important to to see it, you know, uh, and, and make yeah. that change. It, it, it can be challenging, but the fact that you are acknowledging, like, listen, I know it's going to be rough. You know, the same way you look at a road, yeah. I know it's going to be difficult. But when you're willing to do the work, man, you know it's going to happen, man. So... Salute to you on your journey, man. Continue Appreciate to keep pushing with that. Pray, man. pray for my wife because she cooked real good. And... Oh, I, she probably put all your favorites. <laughs> oh, nah. You like, oh, God. I did it. I don't make it. I don't make it. I don't make it no better. Yo, make some uh, fried chicken. In that. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little. I, mean, I know. I know. I'm not supposed to eat it. What did you tell me? A little you? bit. Get a little bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's fact, man. man. That, that's dope, man. I'm glad you're, you're making those changes, man. For real, for real, though. But, man, we know that no success comes without haters, doubters, naysayers, and even non-believers, man. So have you ha- had any type of encounters or experiences where you had people that maybe not hated, but maybe didn't believe or kind of doubted your ability or just the, the career path? Because, you know, being actors is not easy at all. Have you had anyone mm-hmm. that's kind of been a doubter or, or non-believer as it relates to just choosing a career in acting? Uh, not nobody immediately close to me. Like okay. everybody, good. all the people that's close to me when I told them, "Yeah, I'm gonna be an actor," they all like my mom, brother, sister. Right. Like my, I, I got a real close, small family. Like it was me before, like my niece who was older than me, my older sister, my older brother, and my mom. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in the same house, so those are the, really the ones that really get it they right, the right. ma- the ma- like i got cousins and stuff i love them you know what I'm saying? but they not my immediate mm-hmm. so all of my like my immediate family when i told them yo i want to be an actor they're like oh bet what what could we do to help what you need that's dope let's do it so so the people that i care about who, who, who like their opinion now nah, i never had nobody doubt me mm-hmm. openly but um i have had like casting directors or like people like that say like i got casted for audrey too and uh in a little shop bars. Mm-hmm. The first time I did it, it was at Central, and the director told me, "Hey, um, I know like he did the casting before, like winter break. Mm-hmm. So I got casted in it before winter break, but then when I came back from winter break, when we were starting to do rehearsals and everything, 
I was told that I was going to be an understudy instead because he had saw a show mm-hmm. in which he thought the person that he saw could be the better Audrey too, the better plant. Mm. And I just took it as a, I just took it super competitive. Like I ain't go, huh? Why? I don't want to do this. Like cause <laughs> that's just a terrible way to be. Right, right. I was just like, oh, oh bet that's what you think. I looked at it as, I hope this motherfucker bring it. Cause I'm gonna be Cause I promise you, I'm gonna bring it. Cause you just you just slapped me in the face. Like you gave me the road and took it away and said you can make me an understudy. So I had those type of things, but that those used to that, that was that central. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like yeah, a hint. That sounds like a hitting move. <laughs> no, it ain't hitting. Hitting, hitting, got a lot of positive things. Oh no, he he me. good man. But I yeah. remember um, with with hitting, dog. I'll never forget. I done the show with him. Uh, I can't remember the show. But we were doing the show at Central, and Hinton brought in professional actors, and he pretty much told us straight up, like they're they're serious, they're much better than you guys, blah blah blah, and they're uh, going to be this man. I had a meeting with everybody, is, and was like, that is I so said, I said, dog, listen, we not about this eye drink right here, this eye shit right here. We not about to allow somebody to come into where we. This is our home, dog. We not about to let them come in here and try to stunt. So we literally was like divided. <laughs> it was like. The, the professional, quote unquote, and the, the people, the students. And man, I remember just like, nah, we not about to let y'all come in here like that. And I had that same mentality, like, y'all can come in here, but you better be on yeah, your it, A game. It ain't personal. Yeah, you, you better be on your A game. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it ain't personal to you. I mean, I'm going to kick your ass all day. You don't stand a chance. Prepare. But it ain't, it's just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's between somebody else, man. You just have to be collateral damage. At oh, of course. Because yeah. what ended up happening was me getting the role mm-hmm. and him telling the guy who was professional at the time, he was getting paid to act in the area, mm-hmm. and I was still a newbie. Right. And he, he and he told the guy, "Hey, I'm gonna let Chase you be the understudy." And the dude bounced. Like he was just like, "Oh, all right, I'm gonna bring me here for this. I'm gonna leave." And I was like, "That's just the difference between me and a lot of people. If somebody come to me with some news that I'm not necessarily looking forward to, instead of just giving up, I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna either change your mind or I'm at least work. I'm gonna work. That's I'm good. gonna work. That's I'm good. gonna work. That's a good attitude. Period. Yeah. I'm gonna work. That's dope." That's dope. <laughs> what am I gonna, what, what, what else? I, I'm not. I'm gonna do, go home me? and cry in a corner. Why me? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, no, we here to work, baby. Ain't nothing given. Everything earned, man. Ain't everything. Given, man. I teach my kids the same thing. <laughs> ain't nothing given. You better earn everything. Because when you leave this house, no one is going to give you anything. So you got to earn everything. Get that mm-hmm. respect early. So dope, man. So let me let me talk to you about this more immediately, man. Um, I think it's Easy Days Entertainment, Wasteland series. Talk, yeah, yeah. talk to us about how mm-hmm. that opportunity came about, man. Seeing you in that, how how did that uh, come was, about? Uh, right place, right time for me. Um, I was looking to be into. I was looking to do more screen. Like I was looking to do more film. Okay, because I was I was just stage. I did all stage at that time. Like right, just, right. I mean, I had did some films, but they weren't like film films. Out and they really, I it was few and far between. Yeah. So I was I was actively looking to be in more film. Yeah. And it just so happens that my man's Montel, who uh, went to Central Two, but he was after me. Mm-hmm. He had got casted with him through somebody else with this guy. His name Steph, the director. Okay. So, all around great guy. Right, like extremely hard worker, but th- I didn't know it at the time. But they linked, and mm-hmm. he asked some yo, I need another person for this. You know what I'm saying to shoot this scene, and my man's 
immediately thought of me. Hit me up, yo, Chase. You know what I'm saying? My man Steph, he shoot this, that, and the third. You want to be in it, this, that, and the third? I'm like, hell yeah. yeah let's go. <laughs> I want to do this shit anyway. <laughs> so it was just like right right place, right time. Mm. Like it was just like, I, I like, like it was just off of, granted it was off of history because my mans know me. Mm-hmm. Like he know, he know I'm going to put in the work. So it was like, a, oh, I got somebody perfect. My man Chase, he'll do it. And then that started like I'm still working with Steph to the, to this day. Like I'm like, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, your work though, your work ethic spoke for itself. So they knew that you was gonna put yeah. in the work. So hey, y'all kids out there listening, <laughs> do your work. <laughs> your work gonna speak for itself, man. So tell us, man, what have you discovered, man? Because you're you're now you're not an amateur. You're a professional actor now. Real long, full flesh, straight up professional actor. What what is something you discover, man, just about the entertainment industry since you're now a professional actor? You know, because before you was a central, you was acting, but you weren't like considered a professional mm-hmm. actor. So, what are some of the things you discover mm-hmm. now, just being a professional actor? My process is everybody's process. Mm. That's one of the things that I struggle with mostly early on. Okay, like the way I go, like I, like we touched on it earlier, the way I go about things may not necessarily be how somebody else goes about things, or some directors that I've worked with don't do the same things that other directors do like mm. that I previously worked with. So it's mm. like, all right, I got to switch up. I got to do this. I got like, it's, it's been a constant, a constant work. Cause it's a, a constant, like it's, it's, it's ever changing how I go about it right? because everybody is different. And that's what I'm, what I've learned and what I'm continuing to learn is everybody is different. Like it's no same anything. Yes, sir. Granted they, a lot of the directors and stuff that I've worked with and other people that I've worked with value hard work. Mm-hmm. So, that's a positive thing, mm-hmm. but the way you go about that hard work, everything is different. So everything is like a new thing. And I, 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 early on, I had the hard, I had a hard time with it because I would try to relive past experiences oh. through new projects, oh. and it was super tough for me. And I had to learn to let that go and mm. treat this new project as what it is, new, mm. and get new new memories and stuff like that. But I would just try to try to. Bring that you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was just wasn't good. I would, I would all then I would feel let down because I would go, well, this wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't like the other one. <laughs> it might have been a good yeah. thing. It wasn't like the other one, man. Oh, we was really yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a real I'm, place. I'm man. learning, man. I'm learning that too, man. But I mean, like you said, I'm a professional actor, so it covers the territory, baby. And, and you, you, you yes, get sir. paid to do this stuff. We not looked at it as just you know what I'm saying. Like we work for hire. We not looked at as right. <laughs> we're gonna be here forever. Like we nah. work. Uh, oh, you're not working? Go ahead, get. I'm gonna find somebody that is. Yeah, you you know so, we we only considered as good as our our next show. You know, like that's real. Mm-hmm. People are like, hey, you did this. But what you doing next? What, what else you doing? So that's just the world we live Word. in. Like you said, it just comes with the territory, man. And then now over the summer, you've took the time to do some other things, man. In the summer, you were uh, uh, now are a co-host of a dope podcast called Brother From Another Man. You know, I got my podcast, Black to the Basics, man. When I seen you post, Black. I said, let, let, let me follow that. Check out, man. Heard some dope episodes, some good content, man. So so how is that? Um, because you're an actor, but not only that, you're an artist. So do you feel like your podcast has enhanced your craft as it relates to just the arts and just acting? Because uh, when I look at mine, I'm like, this is still kind of acting, but this in a different form for it. Do you view it like that, or is it one of those things where it's just completely separate? Like the podcast doing that is that, and the acting is this. 
Well, it, 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 you can't separate them because it's me at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody Google's chase, if somebody would get into, like you said, like you, you pay attention to me, you did a little research, my podcast popped up. Yep. So I can't separate that. Like it's it's a part of me. Right, right. Granted, I I say some things on there that I, I may either want to take back or I may or I should watch what I'm saying a lot of times, but I mean it's me. I'm not perfect. And the podcast allows me to talk and speak on things currently. Mm-hmm. So and I've I always do that anyway. Yeah. We call it barbershop talk. If that's what I'm doing, I, my podcast is, and I happen to be doing it with three of my closest friends. Yeah. And we all got different aspects on life. Yeah. So the 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 main reason is to gain understanding. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like I said, if I'm always coming from my perspective, then I'm always going to be jaded. It's always going to be one-sided. Ooh. So doing this podcast has helped me with three other perspectives. Mm. We argue a lot on there. Because we may feel like the other perspective is wrong or not right. Right. That's true. So it's like, we're going to get it. We Then at the end, right, we're going to agree to disagree. Even though one of my co-hosts don't believe in agreeing to disagree. But that's another story. That's totally right. But, <laughs> but like, that, that pod, the podcast is allowing me to learn. Mm. And great, granted, it's entertainment. We're trying to entertain. But at the end of the day, it's helping me learn because not everybody think like me mm-hmm. and I don't think like everybody. Right. So I need those other perspectives just to gain understanding because that's at the end of the day, I feel like we put on here love and sometimes I can love something that I don't understand, but at the end of the day, I want to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. And I understand it's stuff I'm not going to get, but facts, everything I'm doing, I'm trying to understand, man. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a people watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I watch people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do, I did that before I became an actor, and, and even as an actor, I use that because it's like you see people do things that you don't ever do, but it's just their tick. Like it's just what they do, and you be like, all right, well, I'm taking that, I'm using that for a character. Thank like, you. Like it's just that <laughs> hey, kind of thing with me, man. We got to like, use everything, every aspect of, of yeah. you know how we look, see, hear, different things people say. All of those are different aspects. But like I said, I, I've definitely checked out a few of your episodes on there, man. When you I first seen, it, I'm like, oh, that's dope. You know, having a podcast now is a great platform for you, like you said, to have those those barbershop type conversations, open dialogue. And, you know, a lot of times it does get that understanding because a lot of times you have this perspective and sometimes you don't even realize some of the views that you have on things until you start to say it out loud. And then you're like. Well, where did this come from? I, like, why do I think like that? Why did I? Why did I? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I say, I see that. I say that a lot. Like, why? You like, I why, do, myself back why like, do I have this perspective? What is wrong with me? <laughs> There's a lot of moments <laughs> that you have, like, well, why do I think like that? And it kind of makes you tap into, okay, everybody's background kind of shapes their views and perceptions and, and how they view things and perspectives. Mm-hmm. But when you can, like you said, look at multiple ones, it's like, okay, well, you view this because of this. Well, I don't because of this right here. And you can connect those dots like, oh, oh, now it makes sense. So it's a definitely a freeing experience right. having that 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 open it's type of conversation. It's very much so. Very much so. You know, and, and it's yeah. so much going on. There's so much content to talk about. But I think the biggest takeaway I have from your pod um, is that y'all legit are brothers. You know, it's not no fake. It's not like some y'all just kind of put together like, yeah, we all boys. Like, you can tell y'all genuinely have a relationship. And this day and age, yeah, man, it, we it, could argue, we could argue and come back. 
We can argue and come back and talk about it. Oh yeah, definitely. It ain't over after the argument. Yeah, yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's real. So man, uh just from that that perspective, man, from one podcast host to the next, man, I salute y'all, bro. Hey, keep doing yeah, y'all thing, man. Yeah, definitely, man. But man, let me let me talk about this, man. You know, we we've made it to another year, 2021. 2020 was a year for the for a whole lot of reasons, man. And mm. um as an artist, it has affected, you know, our industry, our community as a, I mean, very much so. So talk to us about how uh, you're making adjustments or, or what's going on as far as with you, how uh, COVID has affected you as just being an artist, my man. Well, yeah, yeah, man. You know, it, it affected all of us as artists because it took away, it took away something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it straight up said, no, you can't do this right now. So like I said before, like, I've been doing a lot more writing, a lot more monologue work. Mm. A lot more stuff that I could just do in the closet of my house. Mm. Like, I don't gotta be outside to do it. I don't gotta be around other people to do it. I, I fo- I'm totally focusing on what I can control, mm. which I rarely ever do, to be honest. Before this, like, like I said, that's why I say it helped me yeah. in that aspect because it it allowed me it allowed me to do the podcast. Like that's probably number one thing that came out of it. It allowed me to write. Mm. It allowed me to do all the things that I was not focusing on yeah. because I was always doing something. Mm. so when they sit you down granted i'm an essential worker so i'm still working i still got my nine to five Mm -hmm. but it's still it still sat me down on my free time Mm. because in my free time i would be doing something right so since it sat me down man it's just a whole lot of self-reflection man Mm. my marriage has got better Mm. my relationship with my children has gotten stronger because i'm there i'm here yeah and that's 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 top two and it ain't two Mm mm-hmm my relationship with them is, is everything. My yeah. wife and my kids. So that's that's allowed me to do that. And I, I never I mean I was there. I was I'm a dad. I, I didn't have my dad growing up. So I always I always thought I just, it's crazy. I just had this conversation <laughs> with somebody who had a father who didn't have a father, but she's grown now. She was just telling me like my dad always thought being there was the main thing because his dad wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I thought the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I've thought same exact way. I have to be here for my kids. Since I was a little kid, I ain't had no kids. Mm-hmm. I was already. I was always saying, "I'm gonna be there for my kids mm-hmm. because I don't have my father, and I know how I feel." Yeah. So I'm just gonna totally negate that for my children. I'm gonna be there, mm-hmm. God willing. So noticing that me just being there doesn't necessarily mean that that's enough. Yeah. Really? What am I doing while I'm there? Ooh. What am I putting into my kids' minds? Like, what am I feeding them? Mm. What does my work ethic show them? Mm. Of oh, I'm always at work. It's been plenty of time. My my, my uh, little girl, she's seven now, who says you always at work. And it, I had to take back and go. But I'm here. <laughs> and she was like, you're I mean, present. yeah. And she's a very articulate little girl. Yeah. Set me straight. You here, daddy? But you're not here. You have you at work or you. You going to rehearsal, mm. which is stuff I used to t- I used to take it up rehearsal, which is crazy now because she just did her first show mm. over Christmas. Wow! And uh, yeah, she's an a animal. She's she's way better than me at set. Right. Right now, <laughs> same thing with my son. <laughs> she's a super 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 articulate child, and and being home has allowed me to have that open dialogue mm. with her. Like I have a two year old. She do, she don't she just say daddy food. We 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 eat. Yo, let me see the iPad. Like that's her that's her dialogue. Right. But my seven year old is much more detailed. It's much more like it's just so much more that goes into it because it's like she can articulate her feelings now 
It right. may not be a hundred percent how she feels, mm-hmm. or she may not know the words to a hundred percent say it. Like, mm-hmm. but she knows enough to go. I know that you're here, Daddy. I know that. I know I have a dad. I know who you are. I know where you come from. Wow. But I do need this, that, and the third. Like, wow. I need like when I'm down, when I want to play. Mm. Like, it's not enough for you to go. I'm tired. I can't play right now. Mm. Like, I need you to play with me. Mm. And even it's as simple as something as playing. Like, it's just. Makes a difference. <laughs> being there, yeah, being there is just not enough for some. Yeah. Some people, being there is enough. Some people just want you there. Mm-hmm. Some people need more from you. Yeah. And my older daughter, she's she's let me know. I need I need more. <laughs> you need to do something. <laughs> for her to want to be an actor, yeah. For her to want to perform and be an artist, it just lets me know how she already thinks of me. Right. Yeah. So That's... it's like I, I'm a, I, I got to do like I, I do the work for everything else, Jay. I got to do the work for my kids. I mean, this took a turn to what I was getting into, but this is what nah, this is real. what this pandemic has done to me. That's a real. Like, that's I have real. to do the work in every, in all aspects. I'm right. not going to lose weight if I'm just sitting on my ass all the time. Come on, I got to do the work. I'm not going to have on. a great relationship with my daughter. Come on, if I'm not putting in the work. Come on, come on. So it's like it, it, that's this. You out here dropping bombs, did, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, hey. That's real, man. That that comes from a real place, man. A parent, man. I, I understand that wholeheartedly, dog. You know, same thing for me. I, I didn't grow up. You know, my father was, I lost my father at a very young age. So when I had kids, my first thing, I'm going to be there. And then same thing. My wife was like, you here, but you ain't really here. Like, you don't, you're not doing so because you working, you always working. And same thing for me. This was a year I got to really focus on what's really important in my life. What's really, you know, do I really need to go to this place? Do I really need to do this? Do I really need to watch this? Nah. Mm-hmm. Let me put this into that energy into my kids. So I, I, hey, I feel that wholeheartedly. As they say, you preach to the choir right now. So that that's a real yeah, statement. I mean, because like a, I use this, I use this as therapy, man, talking to pe- people like yourself, man. Yeah. It's just, it's it helps me get my thoughts out into a, a space. Like, like mm-hmm. I told you before, this is my open book. I, it's nothing really too personal for me mm-hmm. it's just how i am right like, it's just i don't know i'm not ashamed i'm not you know what i'm saying like it's none of that so you ask me a question i'll give you the answer sometimes mm-hmm. i might give you an answer you ain't that right right that's just how i am <laughs> but that's why having this this type of talks man i really appreciate you asking me to do this with you man like really like you didn't have to ask me yeah so like don't think this is just i'm, I'm expecting this this wasn't an expectation of mine this was a total gift Man. Just a gift. It was something that I'm like, yo, of course. When you hit me up, of course. Yeah, of course. you even said you was like, don't. I don't need to know the details. Jay Jay Weeks, you asking me? Just yes. Just tell me when you need me. Yeah. I was like, all right, say less. It is. I, I, I'm cool. Right. Like cause that's that, that's how I feel. But at the end of the day, like back to the being there as a parent. Like, granted, being there sometimes ain't enough, but at least being there helps you find out what is enough. Mm. There we go. Because my father couldn't, my father couldn't do that. Mm. He wasn't there, mm. so I couldn't have dialogue with him to tell That's him, "All right, saying. you here, but this is what I, this what else I need, need from you." Mm. You know what I'm saying? I always, I'll be there, let the chips fall where they may. That's dope. And I'm here. Granted, I've learned I have to do more work, mm-hmm. but at least I'm learning that. Yes, sir. Definitely. That's what everything, man. Do the work. Definitely, man. So man, yeah, I know you always keep something moving, man. You, you, you're like you said, you got that bug, you got that drive, you got that that passion, that fire within you, man. What can we look for? I know this is gonna be a different year, but what can we look forward 
to seeing from from Chase, man. Because I know you always got something cooking. Look, my look. <laughs> Look, I, I, I slow down a lot and I'm I'm focusing on like a lot of like I said, writing and stuff, but one one thing definitely is more work with uh Easy Day. Yeah. Cause that's that's a relationship, that's a relationship that I'm I'm very thankful for. Yeah. And I've uh we had a show that just ended, uh season just ended, uh called Optics Fall. Mm-hmm. Optics Falls and I was I was in that and just completed it's on YouTube. You type it in, you find it. That's that's something that I'm. I'm I'll put all the links down here too. I'll put the links on here too when we when we release the video. For I make sure I drop everything down here for you. Okay, all right, bet that. Yeah, that's definitely because I'm growing as an actor on film because mm-hmm. it's way different than stage. That's another thing. And uh, going forward, I got a with Easy Day something called Spectre that we're trying. You know, COVID granted, we're trying yeah. to shoot and everything. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and get that about there this year. So I see. That's what I got I, coming I, for. I, and I, I'm writing something in me and. Me and my man Dartez and uh, my man uh, Martel, we writing something about single fathers because it's just something that we was just sitting there having a conversation. Like we always talk about single motherhood, but how do single fathers carry it? Like how we how how do how do we how do us as fathers that are not with the mother, how do we carry it? Mm. And uh, just a brief synopsis: It's three of us. Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm gonna say my character. He uh, lost his wife, mm-hmm. tragic accident. My, the other character, D'Artez's character, had a, has a deadbeat mom, pretty mm. much. And Montel's character, he's a deadbeat dad. Mm. But he has a child. And this is like, the we, I'm trying to paint it as real. It ain't it ain't like a deadbeat dad and we just okay with it. Yeah. No, nah, he get beat up every episode. Like, it's, it's real. Go get your child. Like, you my brother, but we got to be real. So I'm trying to, I'm, we trying to paint that picture, man. We, it's coming together, but it's a lot of rewriting because we trying to make it right. Like, we trying to, mm-hmm. we trying to make it authentic. That's dope. So that's dope. That's that's what I got coming. Hey man, we definitely gonna be sure to, to post uh all your links, man, your handles and everything. But before I let you go, my brother, what is it that you want to leave the people with, man? Because there may be actors, aspiring actors or artists that's just looking out there. What do you want to leave them with, man? I, I'm gonna let you have the floor, man. And hey, let's go ahead and say what you gotta say, my brother. Run the theme of this episode, man. Uh do the work. Mm. It ain't it ain't it ain't easy. It's worth it. It's not gonna be easy, but it's gonna be easier than what you think it's gonna be. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing the work, then it's gonna come. And if you if even it don't matter if you don't have no experience, all the experience in the world, it doesn't matter. Everything in between, do the work. Mm. Mm. That that hey, that's that's my biggest thing. Do the work. So, man, I definitely appreciate you, you know, accepting my offer to come on this show, man. You know, I told you when I talked to you on the phone, this show was all about highlighting and celebrating dope artists that I know to tell these dope stories, these real stories about things they've experienced and just what it just means to be an artist. Because we have all these perspectives and people talking about this and what the artist is, but they're not even really artists. So what better way than to have actual artists come on here and have a platform to speak freely about their art and what they do. So, man, I salute you, my brother. I see you. I see your work. Don't think that you're putting out something that your boy Jay Weeks ain't already see, man. I watch you, man. <laughs> I watch all y'all. I see y'all. I'm always in support of y'all. And you know your boy is always available if y'all need something. But, man, again, I appreciate it, my brother. i let you have any last thoughts you got to say, man. But I, I, I just thank you, man. I can't thank you enough, dog. I'm going to use this as a personal thing to just just let you know that I'm gonna need you. We gonna have to do some work. 
we gonna have to put some work in. I'll come to Georgia if I have to. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's the last thing I wish I'll just Let's use it as a personal <laughs> little. Uh, hey, so request. y'all heard it right here. You got the exclusive. Got the exclusive. <laughs> hey, definitely, man. I definitely appreciate you. Like I said, man, I thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of The Artist Prepares. We will definitely catch y'all next week. But make sure y'all always remember to support the arts. We'll catch y'all next week.